This is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his trusty junior assistant, Mr. Luna. Henderson 911, what is the address of the emergency? My mind's trying to Hey, Luna. Hey. Hey, have you ever, um, have you ever witnessed a domestic situation where you felt like kids were in harm's way before? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You talking about my childhood? Is this, uh, oh. are we? Uh, that was a softball. We, just lobbed that one up for you. Just <laughs> cracked that one out of the park. Yeah, no. For sure. I mean, if that's what it's, what it's leading into, I won't talk about it too much. But yeah, I, d- I definitely grew up from the, the moment that I knew I was alive. Uh, things weren't good. There's a lot of yelling and stuff. There's a lot of love, too. I mean, it was very, you know, there's a lot of passion going on. Um, but I, I clearly have memories of, you know, needing to get my brother out of the house or my mom yelling at me to go uh, get help. As from like a very young age, so yeah, I saw it all. I saw I've I've grew up in the gutter, guy. Yeah, yeah. So, so in contrast to that, maybe no, no. In relation to that, when have you ever seen another situation? Like, okay, for example, I'm at uh, Home Depot the other day, and <laughs> right. I see this. I see this guy, and man, he is like one millimeter beyond the, the the mark of somebody punching his lights out before the mark, cut, be, oh, before the yeah. mark. yeah he's like he's one hair away from somebody punching his lights out because of the way he's treating his son and right. I was like I, I I just about made the decision to go over and physically touch that man because he was because of the way he was treating his son and mm-hmm. and in my mind I you know I I was like, I couldn't build the story in my head too much. I couldn't be like, man, if that's happening at Home Depot, what's happening at home or whatever. Right. But because of like what you went through, like let's say because of that, do you do you feel that when you, if you have seen that kind of thing happen or you've heard it in another household, is there mm-hmm. less of a sense of alarm or because of the context, is more. there more a sense of alarm? More. Always uh. more. I'm very sensitive to it. I, if, if I hear somebody yelling, yelling anywhere, my head... Which you know, like on a swivel, and I walk. I, I'm not gonna act like a hero here, man. I mean, but I, I'll go towards it. I'll make sure everything's okay. Um, and, and I say it quite a bit on Dark Topic, or I say, say it quite a bit here. Um, if if a guy or, or a woman or anybody, if a kid is willing to openly show you that they're questionable, what are they doing behind the scenes? So that's that's spillage. That's what they're not yeah. able to even hold back. So. They're giving you a good indication of who they are when somebody behaves publicly. Although you'll have a lot of guys or women or anybody, okay? I don't even care about that. Who am I trying to protect? Well, I'm going to have a bunch of emails from guys being like, we're not the only ones who abuse our kids. Or. Right. So, but I mean, mainly it's guys. Um, if you're being too hard on your kid or you're being too hard on, on your girl in front of me, then I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to talk about it. 
but but you also run the risk of setting them off and causing them to abuse those people later on because they'll be like, "You see, you you like you made it into a bigger deal than it should have been, and you put me in this spot, and then and then they're beating them up because they got called on it." Um, so that's why I'm hoping that we're allowed to start just killing people soon. Right, right. Yeah, it it is a difficult it's a difficult scenario because if we if we could just kill people, it'd be easier. I mean, Home Depot would be strewn with bodies and like a lot of kids just going woo 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 woo. woo. Yeah. But but those kids would be better off in the long right. run. Yeah, you got to saws all. You just yeah taking off everybody with short hair and an attitude. Yeah. Clean up in aisle twelve. <laughs> um. So, so uh, it is difficult. It's a challenging situation because when you're on the outside looking in, that whole see something, say something, you're yeah. like, but but if you say something, does it bring enough closure that it stops the abuser? Or like you said, is it exacerbating the abuse or forgo- foregoing it for now, but extending it or increasing it later? It's tough. It's a very difficult yeah. thing. It's very difficult. You can't fix the world. You can't, you cannot fix the world. But if there's someone who's close to you, um, you know, oh man, you know. I don't know what this call is about. Um, I can go on forever about that. What at the end? What I'll say is there's no there's no um, <laughs> there's no perfect silver uh, bullet. Silver bullet. Thank you. Yeah. There's no silver bullet for that, and you do it at your own discretion. Me, I confront people a lot, and some like some people call me like um, a hothead or too confrontational or like I. But I've been a pussy in my past. Like, I've been the guy who, like, sits back and justifies the reasons why I'm not going to step in. And I don't like that feeling afterwards. So, selfishly for me, if I see it, I'm calling it. Um, they're probably going to get beats anyways. But I'm at least going to put the bug in that guy's ear that we're on to you. Is that, that's my thing. And I go further sometimes, too. I, I mean, even, you know, you know my life, huh? We know each other. Yeah. I think you, you said something there that I think if there is a linchpin to abuse is what you said where if you know someone that's close to you. So if you're aware uh, or question that abuse could be happening within uh, your network, whether that's friends or family, it's it's almost behooves you more to say something or act upon that because you will be present next week when yep. the results of whatever happened you know, shake out and you could be there to apply more pressure as opposed to the guy in Home Depot. I'll see him once and never again. Right. Unless I yes. follow him to his house. Yeah. My thought on the whole thing, that's probably going too far, but I always pictured my brother, like uh, being a younger guy, like when I was younger, having a younger brother, if somebody was being a bully to somebody else, I was like, okay, if he's treating that person that way, then if my brother came across this guy, then he would he would treat my brother this way. So I'm mm. going to check him right now. And when it, when it comes to everything else, that's kind of been my mindset my entire life. But it also has gotten me into a lot of situations where I, I overstep or I call something and I see it in a more extreme way than it actually is. But better to check in on somebody. I'm, I'm writing an episode for Dark Topic right now where it's called Where There's Smoke. You see smoke, where there's smoke, there's fire normally, right? So you, mm-hmm. you can sit back and hope that somebody's smoking a hog. Like there's a wait back, wait back and detect a note of hickory. You're hoping to see someone's just smoking a friggin' beef brisket. Or you go up and you knock on the door. If you knock on the door and they're just smoking something, maybe they'll invite you in to eat some of that beef brisket. Mm. But if they're beating on them, then, then then you've intervened on that situation. So if somebody has nothing to hide, if some, somebody truly is not doing the thing that you're you're being alarmed that they may be doing, they'll thank you for the concern. Um, but if they are doing it, then 
you deal with it. Right. Yeah, because the truth of the matter is the abuser is never really going to change. The likelihood that you could change it through your intervention, change the abuser, not likely. But through through intervention and maybe even consistent intervention with someone that you yeah. know and love, you can remove those abused out of this situation. The only way to fix an abuser is to abuse that abuser. The, in my opinion, the only the or only remove way to, or remove their ability to abuse. Yes, yes, yes. But 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 talking to them about it is not going to work. Cause they'll just manipulate you too. So you got to come at them hard, and you'll have an argument, and you might have to get the police involved. But if you go one on one with them, I mean, you you have to go pretty hard and and uh, confront them very straight up in order for them to see that you see, um, and then they give up the game, and hopefully at a shame change, or walk away. Mm-hmm. And if not, then then that's when you put them put right. them behind a put them behind bars, I guess. Yeah, because because you're right. They, they they get checked. They might change the venue uh, where they abuse, but that the the distance is now shortened in the, their ability to consistently abuse over and over yes. without being checked. Right. Yeah. The the a lot, often abusers we've talked about before they they they're trying to dominate people because they have low self esteem themselves, so it gives them esteem to feel power over others. Right. And if and if you call them on that, then they're like, oh, this is not what I want. I want to be the, the, the man. I want to be the man. And they might adjust um, appropriately just for the sake of being seen in a favorable way. And that will likely not. You know, it's a very complicated issue. Do we have a phone call, though? We do. Well, in, uh, in relation to the conversation regarding abuse, let me tell you about this. Um, for over a year, Claudia Rodriguez and her ex-boyfriend had been in a vicious custody battle over their son. Things had escalated to the point where her ex had actually filed a motion seeking primary custody and requesting that Rodriguez attend parenting classes, which in my experience with parenting classes, when you're asking someone else to attend parenting classes, you're also signing yourself up for that, by the way. But that's neither here nor there, I guess. But then... On October 21st, 2017, the neighbors in Claudia's gated apartment building received the following broadcast text message from the police department. Hey, Karen, can you read uh, the text message? The neighbors at the equestrian complex received a text alert that read, Active scene on property. Please stay indoors. Oh, that's, that's foreboding. Yeah. What does that mean? So the neighbors would remain indoors for two hours before being notified that they could resume their activities. So shortly before the text messages, though, many of the neighbors were alerted to an altercation that was coming from Claudia's second floor apartment. At about that same time that the altercation occurred, there was a 911 call placed from inside Claudia's apartment. Are you uh, ready for me to hit play on this? I just want to talk a little bit more about my childhood and stuff, actually. <laughs> okay. Good. All, right. All right. Now hit it. <laughs> yeah. Hit it. Hit, hit it, not hit you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hit my mom play. Here we go. Henderson 911, what is the address of the emergency? Uh, 2232, Summer Tide Park. All right. And what is it? My mind tied to me. Yeah, we're trying to kill each other. Then we're going to do it. Okay, 
And it, what's the, is it an apartment complex? Okay, what's the name of the apartment complex? You're not, you're giving me an apartment number, not, it's not an address. Okay, probably around it. We got Kelly for this. What is the name of the apartment complex? Two 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 building twenty two. I know, but what apartment complex are you in? You're not giving me an address. You're giving me a unit number. I'm sorry. Equestrian. Okay. I'm going to. I know. The one at one zero seven zero one step eastern. Okay. What is your name? This is brutal. Oh, so okay. A little bit of a preface before we dig in. So we're gonna cover this call in two parts, but not like a typical two-part podcast episode. Part one you're listening to right now, and this covers the audio from the 911 call and the details about the case. Part two is going to be a live stream video podcast on Patreon where we'll review the police body cam footage from both police officers who showed up on scene and review other visual information from the case, like evidence, photos, and other media. So if you're listening to this right now, after you're done listening to this, you can go to Patreon and view the the live video cast, which we will start. And if you're listening to this in the future, that live stream video cast will be there forever for you to watch in conjunction with this, it's going to be a live dark call episode. Right. And just so it's clear for the people that like listen publicly and don't want to go over to Patreon and all that, you'll get us, you'll get everything from this and you can search all that. But if you, if you, you know, we're, we're, we had to do it this way um, to really shape out the case um, because you can't see, you can't see what we're talking about. So we're, we're providing that on Patreon. Exactly. Extra, yes. There was context into this that, that really can connect some dots. So we thought, how could we, how could we, fulfill that because there's multimedia and we can't right. really you know and no way we're trying to shame you to come over to patreon though we totally are so please no. five bucks come on yeah now we'll connect enough dots here that if you're if you're if you can't afford the the cost 15 of a cents a day or vente, 10 cents. chai latte yeah. non-fat light ice <laughs> then then whatever <laughs> no no, no it'll be fun it'll be fun we'll We'll really be able to see some abuse kids uh, live here. So come on over. Check it out. Yeah, come on over. Okay, well, all right. So that call that you just heard was actually placed by Claudia, Nadia Rodriguez's six-year-old son. On the call, you can hear him say, my mom is trying to kill me. You can also hear her respond by saying, we need to do it. So... No toxicology report has been filed to date, but it seems plausible that one of two things are happening with this woman. She's either under the influence of something that's making her paranoid and delusional, or she has a developing mental illness that's caused her to somehow, you know, feel that someone is forcing her to kill her and her son. So that that nine that clip ends, man. I mean, children, the way that they the way that they phrase things is just sometimes Straight to just, the point. Sometimes, oh my gosh, chilling too. Yeah, it ends that clip that you just heard ends with the six year old yelling nine one one help me. Yeah, as clear as it could be said. So, um, uh, Claudia's ex boyfriend also alleged in a motion that he submitted to the court that Claudia was mentally and physically abusive to him, the boyfriend, and to her two older children from a previous relationship. 
So this is a total of four people that Claudia or Nadia, because it's Claudia some places, Nadia other places, that she has abused. Her ex-boyfriend, her two, her two children from a previous relationship, and a six-year-old that we're now hearing on this 911 call. Um, with five domestic abuse and battery-related arrests against her just since 2015, though, her ex-boyfriend's claims didn't come across as too implausible, you know. She's got one conviction and one case that was still open during the time that their custody battle was raging on. So there's a bit more of this call. It's, it's, it's hard to listen to, but the reason I'm including it is to focus on the calm attitude of the mother as her child is literally begging her to stop trying to kill him. Yeah, we all so, want to hear that. Yeah. yeah. All right. You ready for me to hit play? Yep, I am. Here we go. Okay, but first everyone keeps asking, Operator, please do an ad. We want to hear more ads. So, fine, here you go. Here's an ad. All right, here we go. Not as a marketing tactic for dark calls, but that oh, last okay. portion is that's pretty dark. That's dark call podcast. Yeah, that's the stuff for equivalent. sure. Okay, so tell us what's going on here. Yeah, so and one more thing, just you know, like like we said, we don't want to leave this on. We're not going to leave this on some kind of cliffhanger. Like you got to come to Patreon in order to hear how this ends, kind of thing. So right. here's how things ended up. Claudia disconnected the 911 call, but police were already in the route at that point. When the police arrived, they knocked on the apartment door and her son answered the door. He was visibly wounded and mumbling. He walked out of the apartment without saying anything and was directed by an officer down the hallway, like away from the apartment. The first officer that knocked on the door is then met at the door by Claudia Rodriguez, who's completely naked bloodied and wielding a knife during the struggle between this officer and claudia they go to the ground inside of the apartment and in the process of trying to remove the knife from her hands she gets a hold of his service weapon his gun second officer sees her grab it and opens fire killing her nice okay man i i got a question for you what else could we expect to cover during the live dark call if like this is as dark as it gets isn't it so you're saying that you have video footage of this you have you have you have the body cam footage and the kid and the naked mom at the door yeah so oh good question so remember <laughs> on another show in another life that we had we covered a a um an episode on murder mac where we yes. where we covered that right uh-huh. so death in these instances is always dark but sometimes it doesn't pierce us like it did 
for example, with the Murder Mac case, because we aren't always presented with the screams and the actual horror of death. Being exposed to that can absolutely darken a situation exponentially. And that's what we found with Murder Mac is the audio that 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 they that was released during the court right. made even journalists say this is the worst killers ever. But in right. reality, we just it's got to hear it that. for the first time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if we heard if we actually heard audio from Bundy killing mm-hmm. oh, victims. Yeah. Oh, we, sure. We, just you know. squeaking away in the woods, putting makeup on somebody and banging them for the fifth time to petrification. Yeah. Totally different level of dark, right? So on the live stream dark call episode that we're going to do, we'll cover the body cam footage from both police officers' angles. We're going to take a look at some of the crime scene images up close, too. So it's right. not for everyone, but it for adds sure. a whole other element to the case for sure. But, you know, so if I've got to say, come for the body cam footage, stay for the conversation. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Trying enough. to build value into such a horrible thing seems Let's really move. wrong. Exactly. We're doing our best. Keep going, though. What do you got? We done here? So Nadia was arrested, like I said, four Good. times in 2015 on misdemeanor counts of battery. Oh, so, sorry, she got shot, though, at the end there. So previous yes. to this, she was okay. Yes, sorry. yes, yes. She got shot and was killed. So there is a lot of abuse leading up to this. But one thing that was not clear, and there is still investigation going on with this one, um, is the level of mental illness that she could have been suffering from. Is that a component? Is it strictly this woman is just severely abusive? We don't know. We don't know all the details there. But the thing that I find that is just jarring is her level of calm as she's methodically trying to kill her son on the phone with with people listening it reminds me a little bit of that scene on on uh, saving grinds privates where you know the one on the on the stairs where the the one the one soldier is pushing the knife into the other guy's chest and he's just he's just like shh shh and he's killing the guy slowly because the guy's trying to hold the knife up, but he's getting it in and slowly he's putting it into his heart. It seemed you. like that level of calm, like, who is that calm? Saving Ryan's Private sounds like the Americanized uh, movie title for Andre Chikatilo's crimes. <laughs> the, th- the thing here is that you're saying that he's methodically, she's methodically killing her son. Let's be clear about the way in which she's doing that. So she is stabbing him intermittently? Yes, she stabbed him 26 times. Okay. She's on the phone. Yeah. And she keeps on just like giving him jabs with a knife. Yes. She's stabbing him while she's on the phone. And he's screaming. That's why he's screaming. Yeah. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. And she's saying it's a dark call. that she needs to kill both of them. And so uh, this is one of the downsides of the 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 in the uh, criminal being killed is connecting the dots after the fact but you know did she try to do suicide by cop was that was was going on here i don't know you know she sounded like she was collecting uh juice in one of those canisters from monsters inc like the most powerful thing in the world is a child screams from from agony and when it if you if you believe in that stuff i'm not just gonna say what i believe in what i don't believe in but i mean we're talking about some really dark right there yeah that's That's dark. dark and what we just heard you might want to go and get us, take a scrub brush, uh, split your chest cavity open, and give whatever you see in there that looks a little misty, a little scrub. That's your soul, man. 
Yeah. That kid was getting stabbed and screaming out. By the woman who birthed him. I mean, I can't... Ooh! Doesn't get, doesn't get much worse. It's very dark. It's very, very dark. So, I hate to say that it's open and shut just like that, but other than her previous history of abuse of several people in her life, including her own children, not just this this child, but other other children, that is the sum of this... Uh, this situation if there's a bright if there's a bright uh, spot or silver lining to this it's that the six year old survives he did survive right and he's in a, mm-hmm. he's in a much better situation I'm now I'm glad yes. that you know that I'm glad you shared that let him be then yeah. what else we got alright so um, do you remember <laughs> now this makes sense because I asked this on the last episode, but it seemed like deja vu, but it hadn't happened yet. But do you remember the call about the dispatcher who received a phone call about his ba- his own baby and had to save his baby? I do. Now I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I was writing on the wrong script when I asked that question on the last episode because I write these two at a time. Because I'm just that badass. I just, two hands. One's writing one script, the other's writing the other. And I'm making chutney with my feet. (laughs) He's like Nietzsche. Yeah, he's spitting all over a fire truck and shining with his forehead. Exactly. I'm the Eminem of dark dark matter. I'm Eminem with nuts. (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know. Okay. We do have a, we do have a happy ending here. So, um, if you remember that last call, this may seem a little like deja vu. Uh, oh, Eminem with nuts, like the can. I got you. Yeah, now. you get Sorry, it. Uh, yeah, I got you now. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing like a smooth pelvis on Eminem. You know, oh yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> like he's androgynous. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I'm a huge fan though, so I was getting a little. You get defensive, like yeah, you know, yeah. 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 No, I understand. You don't know what he's been through. Well, all right, go ahead. <laughs> you don't know him. Okay. All right. Uh, here, uh, let you. Uh, what do I do here? Oh, I push play. You ready for me to hit play? <laughs> yeah, man. Here we go. Chelsea County Emergency Services, Upper 29, location of your emergency. Diane? Yeah. This is Caitlin. Yeah. Bruce just got shot. Are you Bruce serious? Is, Where? I'm serious. Bruce oh. just got shot in, my in the, in the side. Hey, your mom is the operator. Your mom's the operator. Don't hang up. Hey. This is Charleston County EMS. Yes. I need you to send an ambulance to my house at 130 Street. If he dies, I want to talk to him before he dies. Bruce, talk to mama. Put him on the phone. Bruce? Yeah. Daddy, I love you. Now listen. Okay. Jesus is going to take care of you, okay? You'll be saved. You just need to calm down and just focus on that, okay? Press down on that wound, okay? Okay, honey, take a breath. Take a breath, okay? You can do this. You can do this, okay? Mommy's puking, Mommy's puking. Roll him on his side. Roll on his side. Roll him on his side and clean it out. Bruce? Yeah. I love you, baby. Listen to me. Talk to Jesus. Talk to Jesus. Ask him to save you and do it and just believe it, okay? Do you hear me? I love you. Okay. This is a real talk to Jesus moment. Yeah, definitely come to Jesus moment, eh? Real come to Jesus moment. I kind of like it though. I know a lot of people will roll their eyes at that, but what she's doing, and that's her own family she's dealing with, is uh, getting him to focus and calm down, and whatever it takes, whatever language it takes, whether you yep. whether you subscribe to that or, or not, 
um, it's it's appropriate to try to get somebody to calm down and focus on something, um, a means to an end. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, if you knew the person that had been wounded, if you knew them well, you would say whatever you know that it takes to calm them. That could have been think of your kids or yeah. You know. What it reminded me of is like uh, in the movies or if someone's actually been through it in, in war. You're sitting, you're standing beside your dying friend with his intestines hanging out, and you're looking yeah. in the eyes, like, "Look at me, right?" Like that, that, that felt yes. like a saving Ryan's privates moment. Yeah, yeah. The the whole in in, in some cases, it does take an, an element of maybe overstatement. Like you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Just so that they, regardless of whether they're going to live or die, that they are calm and at peace in that moment. So I agree with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Well, that was an interesting. So uh, interesting because on the call, it sounded like her son Diane's son Bruce was shot in the leg. He was shot in the leg, but it traveled through his body. Eight inches of Bruce's small intestines were removed, along with his appendix. And while the bullet is still lodged close to his vertebrae, Diane really believes that it was a miracle that she got the call to save her own son's life. So. It is. It is a miracle, really. So, that's that. That's that. Right. Well, I think we'll uh, leave it on a good note, and you know, sometimes uh, mothers get to get to save their sons, and sometimes they choose to uh, go the other direction. Stab them multiple times on a phone call. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, come over to Patreon if you want to see it live, and otherwise, we'll see you in a couple of days. Yeah. Thank Hugs. Hey, thanks for listening and supporting this award-winning show, everyone. Have you listened to our other show, Dark Calls, yet? It's the show where we play the calls that are too dark for this show. You've been warned. It's a Patreon-exclusive show, so if that sounds like your cup of tea, or about the price of a cup of tea, you can get that show, live-streaming video chats with Luna and me, plus a bunch of other extra content and features over on Patreon. Search for 1159 Media on Patreon to access all the extra goodness. The 911 Calls podcast is an 1159 Media production. Your loved ones would also love this show. You can spread the word and help us to gain even more awards than we already have. So much thanks to you. So many hugs.